Hey, how you doing? This is Craig Beck from StopDrinkingExpert.com. Welcome in to the Happy Sober Podcasts, where we talk about quitting drinking, staying sober, and living a happy, sober life. That's what it's all about. It's not about quitting drinking per se. It's about falling in love with sobriety. That's what I always say. Because if your mindset here is about quitting drinking, you will always feel like you're missing out on something because you gave it up. You know, if, I, if we were talking about quitting chocolate, that wouldn't necessarily be a good thing, would it? If you had to quit chocolate, it would just mean that you are no longer allowed to have chocolate in your life. And that's the wrong mindset. When we talk about quitting drinking on this channel, we're talking about falling in love with sobriety. So you're noticing just how good life is without alcohol. So you get into that mindset of thinking, well, why would I ever want to go back? That's the secret to success. So let me just remind you, if you are here because you're worried about your drinking, uh, it'd be kind of strange if you were here for another reason. But if you are here for that reason, then do yourself a huge favor. Go and get my best-selling book, Alcohol Lied to Me. And before you jump in and say, oh, selling his book, you can get it free. Go to the website, subdrinkingexpert.com right now and grab yourself a copy. All right. Today, um, I'm going to talk about uh, a guy who's done, done the Stop Drinking Expert course. He's called Craig as well. He's from the United States. So I'm guess he, guessing he probably says his name is Craig, uh, as they tend to do. And uh, we did a one-to-one -one coaching session last week. And it's, it was the strangest session, really. Uh, because normally when I do a one-to-one -one coaching session with someone, they're like, oh, my God, Craig, it's all going terrible. I need some help here. I just can't do this. Can you give me some guidance? It was different with Craig. Uh, we started the session. I said, okay, how, how can I help you? And he said, oh, you can't really. I quit drinking about a week ago. I said, okay, so you, you're struggling. No, 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 it's easy. I went, okay, so you're having really strong cravings and you know, there's some obstacles. No, no, everything's going great. Everything's fine. <laughs> so we just had a bit of a chat for an hour. Uh, but he has uh, got back to me with a question today. So I thought I'd make him a video. So Craig, this is for you. And he's asking specifically about alcohol-free beer. What do I think about alcohol-free drinks? Um, and look, uh, I will give you a, um, a little warning before I start talking about this, because you got to remember, this is just my opinion. It doesn't mean I'm right. Uh, and a lot of people have very strong opinions about this subject. And sometimes I'll talk about this and people get very upset. They say, outrageous. How can you suggest such a thing? I'm just going to give you my opinion, uh, which is pretty much everything that I do. Uh, my book is not, you know, the ultimate guide to quitting drinking. It's just how I did it. And my theory is if you replicate what I did, you might end up at the same destination. So alcohol-free beers, I think of like this. It depends on how you're using them, why you're using them, and when you're using them. Craig, for you, in the early stages of sobriety, I would generally advise staying away from them for a month or until you are so solid in your belief that you never want to go back, uh, that then you can start bringing them in. And I think what they're really good for uh, is they're good for socializing because you know, when you go out to a party or you go, you know, go to someone's house or something for a barbecue, you're going to be there a long time. And a big theme of that 
day is going to be drinking. And so you can't just drink because you're thirsty, because if you do that, you'll just have one drink and then, oh, I'm not thirsty anymore. That's the end. And you're going to stand there and everyone's going to pester you. Can I get your drink? Why are you not drinking? Oh, can't you just have one to be sociable? You're going to get all that nonsense if you stand there without a glass in your hand. So I think alcohol-free beer is fantastic in those situations because you can stand there with a bottle of beer in your hand, your hand over the label, very slowly supping away at it and nobody bothers you. Because most people don't look in, you know, finite detail. They just say, oh, he's got a beer in his hand. Good man. And they leave you alone. So you just stand there at the barbecue, slowly drinking alcohol-free beer. And for that, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, we sometimes have it in the house, but it's not there all the time. Occasionally, my wife will buy a, a four-pack of alcohol-free beer. Uh, and I like that because I sometimes I get bored. I drink pretty much two things. I drink sparkling water, Perrier, most of the time. That's my go-to drink. If I'm bored with that, I might drink tonic water. I quite like tonic water. Um, but I don't like things like Coca-Cola and fruit juices are just too sweet for me. So sometimes I get really bored of water or tonic water. You know, oh, there's nothing else. And in those moments, it's kind of nice to have something that isn't sweet, it's more savory, and an alcohol-free beer is fantastic. So that's my opinion on it. Now, other people get very upset when I say things like that because they say, you're an idiot, Craig. Don't you know that even alcohol-free beer has a bit of alcohol in it? Yeah, I know. I know. Don't worry. It's like, yeah, it's, I think to be classified in Europe as, a, as an alcohol-free beer, you have to have less than 0.5% alcohol. So yes, it's true. If you drank 20 tins of beer, maybe you would get a sensation of alcohol, but you'd be probably too busy on the toilet to worry about that. But there is, yes, a slight bit of alcohol. And for some people, it's a trigger. For some people, that little bit of alcohol is a trigger and it throws them off the path. And people who've been in that situation get very upset with me and they complain and they comment uh, and say that it's outrageous. I'm even suggesting such a thing. Um, so look, Whatever works for you is, is the message here. If, if alcohol-free beer fits into your sober lifestyle and it doesn't cause you any problems, doesn't cause you any cravings, and you're using it in a very moderate amount, then knock yourself out. Go for it. I don't see a problem with it. Um, now, you know, if you're drinking a six-pack every night, you might start to ask questions. Is that normal? Do I have a normal relationship? with this substance. And if you're drinking a six pack every night, you probably don't. Because anything that becomes excessive in your life is a problem. It doesn't have to be drug related. You know, if you were eating, you know, 20 bananas a day, that would be a problem. There'd be too much potassium. Um, I mean, even if you were drinking, you know, 15 pints of water every night, that would be a problem. So I think you just need to question, why am I doing this? If you're drinking alcohol-free beer every night, in a vast quantity, ask yourself, why am I doing that? And the logical conclusion you'll probably come to is I am substituting. I am substituting something that I'm missing. And that just says that your, your programming is not quite right in that situation. And the goal of my course is to reprogram your subconscious mind. And that sounds all very, you know, new age mumbo jumbo. Um, but 
I believe it, it's quite easy to understand when you change the substance. You know, I've never met anyone in 14 years of doing this who also uses heroin. Why? You know, if they've got an addictive personality, as a lot of people claim to have, or they're just a bit of a druggie, why are they not using heroin? And the answer is because their programming is perfectly aligned around heroin. They understand at a deep subconscious level that adding a class A drug like heroin into their life would be extremely damaging and problematic. So we know this has got nothing to do with their personality or character or moral compass. This is that their programming around this specific drug, a drug that we don't like to call a drug, is twisted and corrupted. And just like a computer, if you put garbage in, you get garbage out. And you've been conditioned over your life, over the decades, to believe that there are benefits to alcohol, that it makes you sexy, it makes you uh, more confident, it makes you more relaxed, it makes you, you know, and so on and so on. All of this has been bad programming that has been repeatedly put in your head. So whether you call it Pavlovian conditioning or bad programming, the problem is not with you as a person. It is around your subconscious programming around this drug. And my course is designed using NLP and various reframing techniques and just good old common sense to repackage alcohol so that when you see it, you don't see relaxation or ah good times. You see it in the same way that you see heroin, nasty evil substance that wants to kill me. And once you believe that, then you no longer have to do the white knuckle ride. You no longer have to do the AA approach, you know, the 12 steps approach, which is basically you love alcohol, but you're not allowed any for the rest of your life. So you better be a good boy or a good girl and never drink the thing you want most on planet Earth ever again. And if you do that, we'll give you a badge every month. I don't really think that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so I don't do it like that. So I hope that helps, uh, Craig. Congratulations. It sounds like you've still got this nailed. Sounds like you're doing really well. And um, let me know if you need any more help. And thanks very much. Don't forget, please like this and subscribe to the channel so you get updates when a new one comes out. Thanks a lot. See you soon.